Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh my goodness. I always get this flood of gratitude when I begin the podcast. It's interesting. I feel the connection that we have, and I'm so grateful for it. So, so grateful for my life. Isn't it wonderful to go from feeling miserable for years and years and even feeling like I hated life to now I I love life because I love God. God is life. <laughs> oh, well, let's begin with a prayer. And uh, my name is Jennifer Hadley. And if you don't know, I love to pray. I love, love, love to pray. Prayer has changed my life. And through the infinite blessings of spirit, I have had the great honor and pleasure to teach, I don't know, thousands of people about prayer and the power of prayer, how to pray affirmatively without begging and beseeching and to do declarative prayer. And they have been able to transform their thinking and their lives with the tools of prayer. And so being able to pass along the inspiration that prayer is, is such a wonderful thing. I feel so grateful. And let's begin with that prayer, that blessing. We are grateful. We are thankful that our life is the life of God. Our mind is the mind of God. With my hand on my heart, I declare all are worthy. All are worthy of their true nature and their true identity, which is perfect love and magnificence, wholeness and freedom, joy, wisdom, and clarity. We are grateful and thankful to accept the fullness of God's infinite intelligence and love as our very essence and nature. So grateful that everything has already been given to us. We have it pre-installed. There's nothing for us to get. There's only something for us to reveal, to express, to know, and to share. Because we are worthy and all are worthy, we do share. We share the benefits of our prayerful practice. We share the benefits of our willingness to lay the burdens down. We share the gratitude we have that we can go the other way, and we do. So grateful. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. I am on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I am. I'm on fire with the truth. I'm on fire with A Course of Miracles. And our topic today, such a good one. And uh, right now at this time of year, we're uh, the week before Thanksgiving, as I record this, one week before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving being the biggest family holiday in the United States. And it's right around this time that people start to feel worried and anxious. They start to revisit the upsets of the past as they go into this end of the year experience. Now, it's not the same for everyone. I I really get that I also have many friends and loved ones who get so excited about the Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's holidays. However, uh, I find that still the majority of people, there's a, a lot of other stuff going on. I also really get that I have a lot of friends and loved ones down under uh, in uh, the Southern Hemisphere where, say, for instance, all my friends and loved ones in Australia, New Zealand, etc. They, um, instead of coming into their winter, being in the fall, going into winter, they're in spring, going into summer. So they're having that difference in their um, seasonal experience. I, this year, uh, well, right now, as I'm recording this, we used to do it live, and now it's pre-recorded. Because um, I used to do the live radio show for what did I do that for? Twelve years. Um, it's I'm up in Maine, my family's house in Maine. We've done a lot of broadcasting from here, and it gets dark even earlier here than say in New Jersey or in California, where I lived all those years, it gets dark very early, much like it does in the UK and Ireland and places like that. So um, it is dark at 4.30 now. And um, today is November 17th. So it is dark. And we've got uh, four or five weeks until the equinox or the solstice, rather the winter solstice. I was hallelujah on that winter solstice because now here comes the light back. So um, being so far north, because now I'm in Maine, but I'm about to go back to Vermont after a sweet little stay with my friends Lisa and Bill, um, and. In Vermont, it, it gets dark uh, a little, just a little bit later, 20, 25 minutes later. Uh, of course, it gets light earlier. All right, that's, I, I just want to say that I am affected by less sunlight in the days. And so I have, um, f- I, I started using a few years ago when I moved back to the East Coast. Uh, I started using therapy lights, uh, SAD, Seasonal Affected Disorder Therapy Lights. 
And it definitely is helping me. It is definitely helping me. You know, I think I will do a blog about that. Yes, I will, rather than yammer on about it here. Uh, but that, that has really helped me. So one of the things, and by the way, if you don't know, I write a daily inspiration and I record a prayer every day. The prayers, you you get an email and you could click and listen. You can listen on the phone. You can listen online. Uh, you can dial the number. Uh, you can, you know, there's lots of different ways to um, access those prayers. Plus, all the prayers themselves are in a podcast. I think we've got a few thousand of them now. Uh, and that prayer podcast is called Prayer for Today. Prayer for Today. So if you go into wherever you get your podcasts, you put in my name, you probably see all my podcasts there. Um, so I'll write a blog, a daily inspiration. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso. Of course, it's free, daily inspiration. I write something and I record a prayer. Uh, so subscribe at jenniferhadley.com. Anyway, um, as it, there's less and less sunlight, I have my Apple Watch here and it tells me the uh, right now the length of the daylight is nine minutes and thirty nine hours and thirty two minutes. Night. So if it's a cloudy day, if there's a, a week of cloudy days, which can easily happen, November is the cloudiest month in Maine, and uh, then it, it, it affects us sometimes, some people, not everybody. So sometimes we think we're being affected by circumstances and situations but we could be affected by hormones and things like that. So I think it's helpful to know these things. I know myself. I could feel it last night. Ooh, this because it was a rainy day yesterday. It was it rained all day long. Uh, and uh, so I really didn't get as much sunlight as I normally do. And I wasn't outside as much when you go outside, you have the benefits of the um, negative ions in the air. Well, I do because I'm in the woods, I'm by the ocean, and things like that. So, if you're in nature, you get the negative ions. So, anyway, all of these things we can rise above them, of course, we can. And if we put spirit in charge of how do we rise above it, then we know. So, for instance, um, back in maybe early October, I found myself we in Maine, we in Vermont rather, we had a stretch of weather ten days where there was it was cloudy almost every day or most of the day. And at the end of 10 days, I was feeling irritable. I was feeling grumpy. And so I asked Spirit, what am I to do here? What's going on? And obviously there was a lot of stuff going on in the world where 
people are very fearful, very anxious the last couple months around the election in the United States, resurgences of COVID and blah, 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 all kinds of things, the stock market, etc. So many things that people were bothered and upset by. And I asked Spirit, what, what's going on here? What, why do, am I feeling irritable? Because I'm looking around my life. There's nothing for me to be irritated about. And I also have a practice that all throughout my day, if I do feel irritable, if I do feel uh, vulnerable, I look within Am I harboring attack thoughts against myself or someone else? I did not feel a lot of that happening. So I'm asking Spirit, the higher Holy Spirit self, what what is this about? What's going on here? And the answer came back, it's the light. You're affected by the light. Seasonal affected disorder. You're experiencing that. And I had given away my therapy light to someone <laughs> just the month before, someone I felt um, could benefit from it. Uh, and so a member of my staff who was visiting me, and so I just got another one, boom, boom feels so much better. Again, I'll write a blog about it. But the whole point here is not to try to figure it out myself. I've I have the wisdom to know I don't need to figure things out. I am not on my own. I am not separate. I am not alone. Now, in masterful living classes, we've been talking about this quite a bit. And uh, I just did my Forgive and Be Free class, which is a bonus for people registering for Masterful Living for next year. And so I've been talking a lot about forgiveness. Plus, I was training the spiritual counselors. I did that intensive training. So we were also talking about how critical forgiveness is to spiritual liberation, to liberation from depression, from uh, self-hatred, low self-esteem, and for recovering from trauma, all of these things and so much more are benefited from doing the forgiveness work. Now, Spirit had me name this episode the greatest accomplishment. So what is the greatest accomplishment? Is it forgiveness or is it actually the return to the real world? It, it, it is the... The willingness, I think, to return to the real world. The real world meaning giving up that which we have clung to, which is false. Our projections, our perceptions, the story we've made up about things, our interpretations, the meaning we've given to things. It's giving all of that up in favor of the truth, valuing the truth more than our feelings even. 
course, our feelings are so valuable to help us understand what we're thinking and why we're upset. If we actually are willing to feel our feelings, it can lead us right to the stinking thinking. So uh, this greatest accomplishment is something Jesus talks about in chapter 17, section 2, The Forgiven World. Now, one of the things to know here that I think is helpful, chapter 17 is entitled Forgiveness and the Holy Relationship, and I have done uh, a number of episodes on the topic of special relationship and holy relationship. And Jesus makes it crystal clear in the Course that the holy relationship is the best tool we have in ending our suffering and realizing the truth, in other words, awakening. And he calls it atonement, when we accept the atonement for ourselves. What is the atonement? I say it all the time. I know some people might be like, what? You don't have to keep telling us that. But new listeners come all the time, and particularly people who are new to A Course in Miracles. So for me, it's extremely important to make sure we're on the same page. So... Accepting the atonement for ourselves means accepting the unity of all life for ourselves. So I've had such a journey with this. Most of us do. I understood the unity of all life when I was in my 20s. This this month I turned 63, okay? So when I was in my 20s, I, I said, yes, oneness of all life, yes. Even those people that disgust me, even those people I can't stand, one with them. I get it. What I didn't get was the true, true willingness to accept the truth. Mentally, intellectually, yes, The concept is clear to me. I will tell you that I believe the truth is in this teaching of oneness and unity. That's where I stood for a very long time. And then I finally, after many, many years, many, many years, I would say decades, I finally got to okay, if I believe that all is one, I need to live my life as though I believe it and not just say it. Like, people say they know that good health comes from drinking eight glasses of water a day or something like that, and but they don't do it. So they say that they have self-confidence and self-esteem, but they're not drinking that eight glasses of water a day that their body seems to require. Whatever it is, I don't know what what they say, because I I drink way more than that. I always have. (laughs) I've got that, that thing. 
to hydrate all the time. And so if we say we believe something to be true or we know something to be true, but we don't live it, we don't actually know it. We just think we know it. So it's a belief, but we don't always act in accordance with our beliefs. But when we actually value the truth, then we live in accordance with it. So Jesus pointed me to, or Spirit pointed me to, Section 2, Chapter 17, The Forgiven World. Let me begin here. Can you imagine how beautiful those you forgive will look to you? Can you imagine how beautiful those you forgive will look to you? And I can say, I couldn't have imagined that people I was angry with, people I felt hurt by, people I disliked, that they could actually become beautiful and forgiven in my eyes. It just took my willingness, but I was so resistant and reluctant to just being willing. So can you imagine how beautiful those you forgive will look to you? In no fantasy have you ever seen anything so lovely. Nothing you see here, sleeping or waking, comes near to such loveliness. So nothing you see in the projected world into our experience of our human reality. Nothing comes near to the loveliness of how beautiful the people that we have forgiven appear to us. Because, and this is hard to accept, it is hard to accept that the people that seem to have done us wrong, that seem to have hurt our feelings so badly, in some way, shape, or form, if we are willing to accept it and to see it, they have helped us. It's hard to imagine how, let's say, someone who murders your child could be helpful to you. I just don't think from a place of our human experience, from our personality, we can ever get there. I I wouldn't pretend to try. However, on a spiritual level, when we can see beyond our immersion in time and space and all of our interpretations of what is occurring in time and space, from that perspective we can begin to see beyond time and space, we can begin to see our true reality. We can begin to feel that there is something for us, something that is eternal, something that is perfect love, and that is what we are. And that we can receive it, accept it, allow it, and bring it into our hearts again. Or we could even say uncover it, discover it in our hearts again. Our willingness is required. It is the only requirement. 
for me, it's important just to speak of that and to continuously remind myself, do not be attached to your interpretations of what you think you see in this world. Everything in this world is helpful. That's one of the things Jesus makes crystal clear in the development of trust section chapter 4 in the manual for teachers where he's talking about the characteristics of God's teachers number one is trust and he has a simple section two pages on the development of trust I encourage people to read it over and over and over again because for me it was very very helpful in understanding the suffering I was experiencing and how to get out of it so I, I'm not going to go deeply into that now but just it it is required for us to recognize everything is helpful If we are willing to see how everything is helpful, then we can begin to experience it. And that's lovely. Forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness is the doorway. That's why I focus so much on forgiveness. I have a free forgiveness workshop this Sunday, November 20th. Check out all the details at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. Why not register for it? It's free. Come and join me this Sunday. So it's time for me to go to a break. And while we're at the break, you can also check uh, out all the details for Masterful Living next year. And you can book an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors. Ask any questions you have about any program that I offer. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. And we are looking at Chapter 17, Section 2, The Forgiven World. Can you imagine how beautiful those you forgive will look to you? In no fantasy have you ever seen anything so lovely. Nothing you see here in the world of effects, sleeping or waking, comes near to such loveliness. And nothing will you value like unto this, nor hold so dear. Nothing that you remember that made your heart sing with joy has ever brought you even a little part of the happiness this sight will bring you. For you will see the Son of God. You will behold the beauty the Holy Spirit loves to look upon and which he thanks the Father for. He was created to see this for you until you learned to see it for yourself. And all his teaching leads to seeing it and giving thanks with him. So uh, I would also read it this way. You will behold the beauty the Holy Spirit loves to look upon, and which the Holy Spirit thanks God for. 
The Holy Spirit was created to see this for you until you learn to see it for yourself. And all the Holy Spirit's teaching leads to seeing it and giving thanks with the Holy Spirit. So, because I, I don't think of the Holy Spirit as masculine. I also don't think of God as masculine. And I used to have a terrible issue with the God word, but I decided that I wanted to get over it, so I did. I saw the benefits of that, so just saying there, because I know many people have issues with the God word, having been raised in a religion where they were beaten into believing they were sinners with that God word. So that that wasn't my experience, so I think it was easier for me to let it go, because I wasn't raised in a religion. Anyway, I think for me, I could feel if I was willing to let all my attack thoughts go, to let my judgments go, which I did not know how to do. But if I was willing to let them go, that then I would be able to see my brothers and sisters as they truly were, and I would be able to see myself as I truly am. And that has been my experience. The thing that uh, one of the mechanisms that helped me the most was becoming a spiritual counselor because I committed deeply to seeing the perfection and the wholeness of my clients. And it was easy to see it. It really was. It was easy to see past their experiences and their beliefs and their choices and all that was so difficult for them. It was easy to see past that, to see with loving eyes, because Spirit did it as me. I was willing. And so that taught me, if I am willing to see with Spirit's eyes or spirit's perception, if I'm willing to know the truth, to, to perceive the truth, to accept the truth, then the truth will be revealed to me. But first, I have to be willing. Because, let's face it, the truth is always being revealed to us. It's not hiding, right? We're hiding from it. We have built walls against it and we have to be willing to have them come down we don't have to figure out how to take them down but we do have to be willing to have them come down all right so paragraph two here this loveliness is not a fantasy so the loveliness of our brothers and sisters perfection and wholeness not a fantasy It is the real world, bright and clean and new, with everything sparkling under the open sun. Nothing is hidden here, for everything has been forgiven and there are no fantasies to hide the truth. The bridge between that world and this is so little and so easy to cross that you could not believe it is the meeting place of worlds so different. So this this is something Jesus talks about in a few different places, about the bridge between worlds. 
So the bridge between our identifying with our personality in our experience as a human being in the world of illusion and our true identity as a spiritual being in eternal reality. There's a bridge between those two worlds. And and Jesus talks about it elsewhere that the bridge is built with strength and we are firmly on that bridge. We are on that bridge. And we don't have to worry about do we have the strength to get across the bridge? Do we have the commitment to get across the bridge? We don't have to worry about any of those things. If we are willing, the love of God, and Jesus says the love of those who are on the other side, their love for us, for you, for me, is so strong it will pull us across. That has been my experience. Think of it this way. When we are willing to forgive, which means to give up our attachments to our attack thoughts, our thoughts of lack and limitation, separation, when we are willing to truly give them up, all resistance is gone, all reluctance is gone. Our willingness undoes the resistance and the reluctance. It undoes the waiting. When we are willing to hold ourselves and our brothers and sisters in loving connection in our mind, when we're willing to let go of our opinions and our judgments, our condemnation, our fear and loathing, then spirit can pull us right across that bridge from the insanity, the world of insanity, to the world of truth. And what happens is when we are journeying across that bridge, the closer we get to the real world, the less anything in the illusion bothers us because we know it's only an illusion. We can see beyond the edges of it. So when we are firmly identified with the body, with the personality, with the world that we've made, with our thoughts, our perceptions and projections, our interpretations, when we are firmly ensconced in that world of pain and suffering, it is, it's really impossible to imagine how peaceful we can be, how harmonious we can be, how neutral we can be. It's really hard to imagine When we're still strongly identified with the body, we take everything personally. And we just keep stirring it up and stirring it up and stirring it up. We find fault with all kinds of things. We are complaining 
we get into the muck and the mire of feeling sad and feeling lonely and feeling angry and irritated and shameful and blameful and all of that. That's what the experience is for, to to go into the rabbit hole of darkness and from there to make the personal decision to be like a seed planted in compost, manure, the feces of the world, and to grow to the light. And what do plants do? What what does nature do? It's all, see, it's so everywhere we see the symbols, right? We've got the butterfly getting emerging from the cocoon, goes from being this lowly caterpillar, one hundred percent consumed with eating food, getting, 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 right? To it has to completely liquefy inside the chrysalis, inside the cocoon. And then it emerges as this beautiful butterfly, which delights us when we see it. And it's truly helpful, helping to pollinate, giving, 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 right? Sharing. So by its very life, the butterfly going from flower to flower and sipping the nectar, it is distributing pollen and being truly helpful as well as beautiful, radiant, magnificent. So, But the caterpillar stage isn't a mistake. It's not. And the going into retreat, into the cocoon, forming the chrysalis, and dissolving inside of it, only to be reconstructed and emerge as a beautiful butterfly, a helpful butterfly... That that stage of going within, liquefying, and re-emerging, that is not a mistake either. So the caterpillar part is not a mistake, and the chrysalis part is not a mistake. But how often do we as spiritual students, we judge those stages of life? So, and and the plant that is planted in the seed, rather, that is planted into the manure, into the compost, what was once garbage, that compost, right? Garbage, the garbage of life, which is, we could equate it to our experiences of pain and suffering. That garbage becomes compost, which then provides all these nutrients for the seed to grow. It seems like it's a a mistake to be planted in the compost. And, And for us as people, right? And think too that... Let's say you've got, uh, we just had Halloween. So you've got pumpkins, you put your pumpkins into your compost or other things with seeds and they grow in, in that compost. 
uh, once they were garbage and trash, and now they're going to become next year's crop. It's, it's another way to view things, another way to see the perfection being revealed in our lives. So if you look around yourself and you feel like, oh, I, all I see is manure, all I see is garbage, the compost, no, you have been planted in the perfect place to make use of the nutrients that are embedded into your life experience. Remember what it says in Development of Trust, Manual for Teachers, Chapter 4, Section A. Everything is helpful. It takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. Also, uh, in, in the paragraph before that, in the development of trust, that's from, um, it's actually paragraph four in um, the um, trust section, because development of trust starts with paragraph three. Anyway, in, parag- in the beginning of the development of trust, Jesus reminds us that the plan, there's a plan for our life. And the plan includes changes to external circumstances. And that these changes are always helpful. And once we've learned that, we can go to the next stage. And, and then in the next stage, we learn that it, it takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. So if we're feeling stuck in the pile of manure, compost, garbage, poo, we are in a place that can be incredibly helpful to us. Are we willing to accept it, to receive it? We are on the bridge from the illusion to the real world. And what, what Jesus says here is the bridge between that world of illusion and the real world is so little and so easy to cross that you could not believe it is the meeting place of worlds so different. Yet, this little bridge is the strongest thing that touches on this world of human experience think of that the little bridge that we have built that takes us from the world of illusion to the real world is the strongest thing that touches the illusion he says this little step so small it has escaped your notice, is a stride through time into eternity, beyond all ugliness into beauty that will enchant you and will never cease to cause you wonderment at its perfection. This step, the smallest ever taken, is still the greatest accomplishment of all in God's plan of atonement. 
So God's plan for our salvation, for our awakening, for our remembering our true nature and the true nature of our brothers and sisters and to see beyond the illusion and delusion is a small, tiny little step. Through time into eternity, beyond all ugliness into beauty that will enchant you and will never cease to cause you wonderment at its perfection. So throughout all eternity, it will never cease to cause us wonderment at its perfection. This is the greatest accomplishment. How do we make this step? Just the willingness. Remember what he says about Never doubt that the love of the folks on the other beings on the other side of the bridge, their love for us will pull us across. We just have to be willing. So remember, every time that we're upset, we're annoyed, we're frustrated, we are condemning somebody else, we're blaming somebody else, they have upset us, they have done something to us. Every time we go into that energetic, we are affirming that we are victims of the world, that we are not powerful beings of great love and light. And so we are choosing to experience our suffering again. Our willingness to simply accept that we are the love of God our willingness to simply accept all the help of the beings on the other side, the other side of this delusion, everyone that waits for us in the real world, their love for us will pull us across. We are worthy of that love. I am worthy. All are worthy. That, that, that affirmation helped me so much. I am worthy. All are worthy. All are worthy of love. I I cannot stand to deny anybody love anymore. I cannot stand to judge anyone anymore. Not that I have no judgments anymore, but I can't hold on to them. I can't invest in them. I have to let them go. And this has been the single greatest choice for me. And out of that, I was given... Everything that this ministry is about, the Power of Love ministry, all the programs and classes we offer are inspired by this great love. And I have to say, while I for sure feel that I have more awakening to unfold, more beauty to be realized, more love to be expressed, that I'm in an expansive time for the rest of my eternity existence, I recognize that everything I need is being given to me. I recognize that I need do nothing. I can stop all the doing and just be. Be the love of God 
And of course, I take time to do that every day. I, it's an important part of my experience on a daily basis. Just being in the flow of love, giving and receiving love without needing anything in return because the gift of being able to be loving is so great. It's so great. There's nothing better than being loving. No receiving is better. And, and, and when we're being loving, we are receiving. So if we're receiving without being, without giving, it's just, it's so much less interesting, exciting, fulfilling, nourishing, restoring than being loving. In order to truly be loving, we have to be receptive to that flow of love that we are. Teach only love, for that is what you are. So this step, the smallest ever taken, is still the greatest accomplishment of all in God's plan of atonement. So there's a plan for us to accept the unity of all life. Just like there's a plan for the caterpillar to become a butterfly. The caterpillar does not have to understand what's coming. The caterpillar does not have to know what it needs to do. It is following its intuition. And we can live that way too. We absolutely can live that way too. So this step, the smallest ever taken, is still the greatest accomplishment of all in God's plan of atonement. All else is learned, but this is given, complete and wholly perfect. Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, perfect. No one but God who planned salvation could complete it thus. The real world is... In its loveliness, you learn to reach. Fantasies are all undone, and no one and nothing remains still bound by them. And by your forgiveness, you are free to see. Ah, So forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness gives us everything we want. That is the clear message of A Course in Miracles. Forgiveness is the way. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the release of the meaning we've made of things. Forgiveness is the release of our attachment to our interpretation of events, situations, circumstances. We have to give up our attachment to how we view ourselves in the world in order to see the real world again, in order to know the real world again. This is what we must do. No one else can do this for us. This is our responsibility for sight. So responsibility for sight, I find that people often get confused about it. So they they think it's about being blamed for what's going on in the world. It is not that. It is not that. Responsibility for sight is taking responsibility for the interpretations and the meaning that we made of things. That's what responsibility for sight is about. So here's where remembering to laugh really, really helps us. 
why I keep going back to forgiveness and I'm offering, uh, I'm doubling down. That's what spirit has led me to do. I am doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on offering free support for people who would like to do this forgiveness work. Now, the best program I have is my year-long Masterful Living program. And we're getting a head start on next year right now. That's what I like to do, Spirit, has really seen, shown me the benefit of that. So you can start in the new year or you can start now. So I encourage you, if you've been thinking about registering for Masterful Living for years, been thinking about doing it, but you've been thinking, I don't think I have what it takes. I don't have the time for it. I'm, I'm not someone who can really do that kind of thing. In my experience, the people who feel the least likely to succeed are often the people who are the rock stars in the program. Now, there's no competition. But what happens is that there are always people in the community who start from a place of self-loathing and depression and preparing for divorce, uh, having chronic illness, and all these different kinds of challenges and difficulties, who simply do some of the work on a steady basis and they share honestly. They learn to feel that they can feel safe and that nobody in the community is judging them and that inspires them to just be honest, to just let themselves actually realize what it is they're thinking, what it is they're feeling And to use the practices that we have, the tools. Everybody always says, oh my God, these tools are so helpful. Using the tools, which are all based on A Course of Miracles principles, and doing this Course of Miracles work together, they have such amazing transformation. And their life changes, their family changes, their health changes. Many people, their wealth changes. I'm thinking... Jody said she earned five times more as a life coach than she did before Masterful Living. And she said she didn't do anything different in marketing at all. It's because when we become the vibration, we draw to us, right? Uh, I draw all unto me. So that that is my practice, to focus on the light, and then people are drawn to the light. It's not me, it's not my personality, it is the light. And we can live that way. So if you're interested, check out the details at jenniferhadley.com. I'd love to get to know you. I'd love to do this work with you. Let's place our hand on our heart and be grateful and thankful that the love of God is what we are now and forever. That's unchangeable, and we're sharing it. We're being it. We're living the love. We're walking the talk, and all is well. God bless. Amen, amen, amen. Amen.